0: This is KBOI Online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now
1: back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: Well, good morning and welcome (laughs) back, everybody. Hey, welcome back to you. Because, you know, you were the one that was gone.
3: Well, you were gone, too. Well, yesterday I was gone. Yeah, Yeah. you didn't work yesterday. No. Yeah. Um... And then a lot of people, of course, weren't listening to us, so welcome back to the show Mm -hmm. as we get back uh, underway. Hope your fourth went well. Um, Hope that fireworks at your neighborhood stopped uh, going off by 2 a.m. so you could get a little bit of sleep.
2: That's always when they seem to stop is about 2 a.m.
3: I thought we live in a rural, like in the middle of... Oh, this is your first
2: 4th of July in your new house, right? Yeah, so I thought
3: it was going to be really quiet. In Nampa. No, it was louder than it was when we (laughs) lived in Eagle. I finally, at 1130 last night, put a pillow over my head, which I have never had to do before because of the boom, 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 boom. And nobody was shooting them off in our neighborhood. This was just all around us. Nampa, Caldwell. um, I have to say, it was awesome on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. Because every, I didn't have to get up early in the morning, so we sat out on our patio and just watched them going across the valley.
2: Every um, year at our house, we've been there 20 years now, and uh, every single year there are uh, three sets of, of neighbors in different directions who apparently feel they have to compete with each other. <laughs> and they basically keep the mortar rounds going till about 2 a.m.
3: I wouldn't have a problem with it if I didn't have to work the next morning. So I know I know that a lot of people have to, you know, where, when the 4th is, you get Monday off. But mm-hmm. it would be better to have Tuesday off. I know it's great to have a three-day weekend. But Tuesday off then lets you stay up and you don't care how late the fireworks go off. Because you don't have to get up and go to we work actually, the next morning.
2: We actually had some. We didn't have any, any, you know, that were any big deal. Just some fountains and stuff for our 4-year-old. But uh she uh, see
3: and those don't make noise right no
2: well they make a little noise yeah they do the you know whistling and stuff like that but we actually did ours on sunday night
3: i know that uh i think it was marcy does theirs um on sunday night also Mm -hmm. so you know there i there's one city that that does them all the rest of the cities of course did them last night last night you know boise caldwell uh star i think uh, had them so um anyway Uh, I, you may be a little more tired this morning, but you know, congratulations. You got to celebrate, uh, uh, the freedom in America by blowing up a little piece of it last night.
2: God bless it.
3: (laughs) Um, vacation wise. Um, thank you, Rick, for filling in. I don't know what it was you were saying, but people thought I was saying it because I'm sitting there in uh, Teton Springs getting email alerts and I'm like. They're yelling at me over email, and the reason I know they're yelling is because it's in capital letters, (laughs) (laughs) and it's like, I'm not even working today. I'm not even paying attention to what's going on in the world, so I just forward those two. That
2: happens to me, too. If I take a a week off, I get uh, emails telling me that I'm really not very good this week. I think, oh, well, maybe that's job security.
3: And I don't know what it is, but a lot of times when I go on vacation, I get sick. So I had uh, my my wife's mom passed away unexpectedly. <laughs> Her funeral was Monday. Um which was just uh, a long horrible day. I hate funerals. Just absolutely hate. I don't funerals. think anybody
2: really digs them that much.
3: And this I mean it, great service and everything. It was it was a fantastic service. And then Tuesday I wake up. I I wouldn't have been here Tuesday anyway. Yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday I completely lost my voice. So it was gone. So part of my vacation, I wouldn't have been here anyway with, and wouldn't have had to take vacation days. If you want to go ahead and work when
2: you're lo- you've lost your voice, I'm fine with that.
3: Now, hey, I probably uh, would sound much better, but then I would still be getting emails probably saying, you two don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't That's true. Me. We're, we're going to get those anyway. Yeah. The uh, rest of the week was great. We traveled to Teton Springs uh, just outside of Driggs. I didn't realize it's only 20 minutes from uh, Jackson Hole. So it's literally on the border of Wyoming hmm. and just absolutely beautiful area over there. A lot of people even took the few few hours of the day that were there. And, and this is, you know, the resort only had like maybe 50, 60 people that were there. It was all the, uh, my wife's NAR uh, convention people that were there. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it, it's a very private resort. So, it, we, I mean, it wasn't crowded or anything. She got to go... Um, fly fishing for the first time in her life is that right caught 13 fish now she's hooked on fly fishing <laughs> it's like you've never been she, before she, she goes, it was fun it she was caught relaxing. 13
2: she caught 13 fish her
3: first time fly her fishing her first time fly fishing good grief yeah and she never had to touch them she had a she had a, a bait boy that you know took them off the hook cuz it was catch and release yeah so she never even had to touch them. Well, like, I had well, that when I well, was no deep-sea fishing. No wonder you loved fly fishing. You didn't have to touch them. You didn't have to clean them. Start to move into that area, you might go, ew, this is icky.
2: I remember having the bait boy when I was uh, uh, deep-sea fishing, and, and I, was, I was asking everybody, so seriously, all I do is sit here and hold the pole? <laughs> and that, that was it, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, you, and drink if you want, right?
2: I was 14 at the time, so nobody offered me any drinks.
3: Were you in international waters? Because I think that makes a difference.
2: Um, we were off Newport, Oregon, so probably not.
3: Probably, probably not. Um, and I and I saw last week. I didn't pay a lot of attention to anything going on in the news, just because I wanted to be away from that. Um, although I I did see there was a lot going on last week with more uh, decisions handed down by the mm-hmm. uh, Supreme Court. We had uh, over the weekend. We'll t- be talking about this. Um, another. Tragic gun shooting during a 4th of July parade in Highland Park, Illinois. We had a police shooting where a gentleman was shot, killed. Um, Some people are calling it excessive because he had 60 wounds in his body from six police officers. Um, We would really like to get your input on this as we get through the show this morning. We'll talk about this a little bit later Um, because there were, I believe six police officers and this person, um, according to reports had fired a gun from his car at police officers, high speed chase ensued. They stopped the car. He got out and ran away and they put him down. And like they said, that there has been 60 wounds found Now I don't know if that means that there are 60 bullets that hit him because it could be counting exit and entry wounds.
2: So at least 30 then at
3: least third that still seems to be a lot that that will be the question is is it you know do you put down someone and and we've heard this over and over again police are trained you know that you shoot until the person is no longer a threat right um we'll talk about this this morning and get your, get your thoughts if there if there were six or seven police officers you know it's not one person fire, firing 30 times or 60 times you know, so say they yeah. fired six, even 60 times, that's 10, 10 bullets per police officer on average. But we'll talk about that a little bit later this morning. Our phone lines are open. Um, I see the bad news. The Dow continues. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention last week, but I'm hearing this morning that the Dow was down a bunch on Friday again. NASDAQ dropped 4% alone on Friday. Uh, the Dow is right now down 339 points. The good news future is it's,
2: it's still over 30,000. Remember, remember when we used to watch to, and say, someday we'll be over 30,000. Mm-hmm. And then we made it over 35,000, but now it's you know 5,000 down from that. That's the bad news.
3: We'll talk more about that. We'll get an update as we get into uh, your week, also the uh, first part of the last half of the year.
4: Good morning. I'm Rick Worthington. Well, some unfortunate news to share with you in sports today. A former Boise State football player, Greg Grimes, died in a shooting outside of Sacramento on Monday morning at a California nightclub. Now, Grimes, who was just 31 years old, played defensive lineman for the Broncos from 2009 to 2012. Boise State's head coach, Andy Avalos, even responded after he heard about the death said, I and the entire Boise State football family are saddened to learn about the passing of Greg Grimes. I was fortunate to coach him during his senior season. He was a member of the Brotherhood who is gone way too soon. He will be missed, according to Avalos. Now, police are still looking into leads as far as what exactly happened at this nightclub, but there have not been any arrests, at least to this time. Four others were also wounded in that shooting, but again, former Boise State football player Greg Crimes died in that shooting on Monday morning. I'm Rick Worthington.
3: This update on sports brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian. The place to go for breakfast, uh, if you want breakfast at you know 10.30 in the morning, they open up. They are open up at uh, 10.30 every day, Monday through Saturday, either in East Boise, just off Gowan, or in Meridian off Wells Avenue.
0: Drive Home Live and Local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, Live and Local on News Talk, KBOI.
3: As we wake up recovering from the uh, 4th of July weekend, uh, our recovery might be a little bit uh, easier than uh, Joey Chestnut's uh, recovery for the what is this a 15th Time, yeah. In 16 years, Joey Chestnut... This is, this is like taxes and death. Joey Chestnut is going to uh, win the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating mm-hmm. Contest. Take a listen.
1: Teen Time, champion of the world, with 63 Nathan's famous hot dogs and buns, look on his works, ye mighty and despair, <laughs> for he has surpassed the kings of Egypt and the rock on which he stands is not a rock. It is the United States of America. With 63 Nathan's famous hot dogs and buns for his 15th championship, Joey Chestnut.
3: <laughs> um, in his storied career now, Chestnut has eaten a record, 1,152 combined Wet, moist hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Now, when I say wet, wet and moist, you're what does that mean? They dip them in water. He dips them in water. So the,
2: uh, so the bun will go faster. Yes. Yeah.
3: 1,100 hot dogs.
2: I mean, I've had that many, but I spread them out over time, you
3: know? But yeah, like what? 50-some-odd years, right? Not 15 well, years. <laughs> I was thinking more like
2: a year, but but still, I mean... <laughs>
3: Uh, So, congratulations. Um, One of the interesting things, there was a uh, protester. I don't know how they even allowed the protester on stage, but... There was, was like, no security. (laughs) Yeah, protester walked up. I'm I'm guessing that will be the end of this. Animal (laughs) rights
2: protester didn't want people to eat, well, hot dogs.
3: Yeah, um, and as he's sitting there eating, he bumped into Joey Chestnut, and Joey Chestnut put him into a uh, necklock.
2: Yeah, He, he grabbed him and put him to the ground.
3: Yeah. And And then
2: other people pushed him out of the way finally. Finally,
3: yeah. And
2: Um, then he went back to eating hot dogs.
3: And you have to know, I mean, because he bumped him pretty hard as he's sitting there eating. And you got to keep in mind, Joey Chestnut does not do this for fun. This is his job, mm-hmm. and he makes a lot of money. What do they pay? I think it's like ten thousand oh, dollars. You know, he, he does that this
2: for days ahead of time. He conditions his stomach. It's just, it's, it's odd.
3: And he doesn't just eat get enter into a hot dog eating contests. He he does all the contests. Yeah, you know, um, so he he's even a few He that, makes a lot of money. Doing even a few this. that I
2: think are kind of gross, like eating jars of mayo.
3: Yeah, Ugh. eggs, hard boiled eggs. Um, another one, uh, new record holder. I didn't know they even had this, but they have uh, Nathan's Lemonade Chug Contest. And they set a new record this year. Um, I don't know how fast you could think. You could chug a gallon of pink lemonade. A uh, gallon? Yeah, uh, I don't know. a gallon. Um, yesterday, Badlands Booker. I don't know if that's his real name or not. Um, <laughs> one gallon. Get this. One gallon did it in less than 30 seconds. I bet
2: the Booker part is right.
3: Breaking the world record. Mm. Uh, Take a listen. This is what he had to say after.
1: Oh, my glory! With a new world record of one gallon of Nathan's lemonade, Badlands Booker! Badlands, how do you
3: feel? (laughs) Excuse the bad manners. Sorry. (laughs) That was awesome. He sounds like Barney from The Simpsons. Sorry for my bad manners. So congratulations! Uh, that, was, that, was, that was pretty good. Joey Chestnut and Badlands Booker both winning. By the way, Joey Chestnut um, was ten hot dogs short of his world record uh, that he set yeah, last he, year. You know, he's getting
2: older, so now he just eats enough to win. <laughs> just
3: <laughs> uh, which I don't know why he wouldn't have done that before. You set the record, and then you you know just just get enough to get your cash, and mm-hmm. you know go home, and that way you won't have to sit there for three days going, oh please, stomach stop hurting. KBOI news Time 627.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title
3: Studios, we are
1: our news talk on KBOI.
3: 635, he is Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Remember, if you want to be a part of the show, you can always be more of a part of the show by participating. And it's easy to do by calling us up at 208-336-3700. Toll free one eight hundred five two nine five two six four 5295264 and pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Coming up here for you uh this morning, those numbers will come in handy if you want to set them as your speed dial because we will have a fifty dollar gift certificate to give away once again for a Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Today we're giving away fifty dollar gift certificates They're to made. biscuit and hogs. <sighs> mm so delicious chance to win that that is also by the way if you don't get a chance to win the uh, gift certificate that will be our sweet deal coming up friday morning at 9 a.m i will tell you right now that the biscuit and hogs sweet deal is one of our fastest selling so if you wait till 905 on friday morning you're not going to get a biscuit and hogs sweet deal (laughs) guaranteed they usually sell in under three or four minutes yeah So make your plans. Friday morning, set an alarm, whatever you have to do. Um, Just make sure that uh, you're ready to go at 9 o'clock sharp. KBOI.com. Click on the Sweet Deals link, and you'll have a chance to get that $50 gift certificate for only $25 from Biscuit and Hogs.
0: For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now
1: back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 642-208-336-3700.
3: 642-208-336-3700. one 800 5295 That's toll-free. And pound 670, if you have a Verizon phone, if you want to get through and take part in the show. Uh, stock market, Dow futures continued to be down after the down week last week. Looks like we're going to piggy-picking up right where we left off, unfortunately. <laughs> down over uh, 1%. Looks like all of the three indexes are down. The NASDAQ lost 4% on Friday. Of course, they were closed yesterday because of the 4th of July holiday.
2: Yeah, so they almost set a record yesterday by not losing anything.
3: You know, you're not wrong. It's like you look back at the last week to 10 days, and uh, it, maybe it's nice that we had a three-day holiday just so the stock market could take a breath. <laughs> we'll talk with Jeremiah Bates coming up here in just about uh, 40 minutes from right now, 35 minutes from right now, about what's going on. And i uh, talk a little bit about your money. Also, uh, talk about the, I'm I'm not going to mention his name once again, the man taken into custody yesterday in connection with the deadly attack on the Chicago area, 4th of July celebration.
2: We can can tell you a few things about him, though. I mean, uh, assuming he ends up being uh, charged, as of last night, he was still just a person of interest, even though they they had him in custody. But uh, he uh, is in groups on the Internet, where they basically just talk about mass murder. And he was a, apparently a big admirer of Lee Harvey
3: Oswald. Mm-hmm. He's also an aspiring rapper. Has a bunch of music videos that were out. Some of I, those are fairly violent. I heard one of them, and, and
5: they're they're awful.
3: <laughs> now, do you feel that way about all rap music or just... No, just his. Because I, I hadn't listened to his song. Um, the... General, I, I'm not even going to call him a general. The piece of crap, if he was indeed the person who pulled the trigger, so the alleged piece of crap. Yeah. Okay. Twenty-two years old, according to um, authorities, but the FBI bulletin said uh, that he was 21. Not that that makes a difference, other than the fact that the Congress just passed a new law that this would have not had, had no effect on the the new gun law that they passed last week. You know, you're not able to buy a gun until you're. Long 20, gun 21. until you're twenty yeah. twenty one. Yeah, he was old he enough was, he to was he old enough. purchase a gun. Um, have not heard other than the fact that they have recovered uh, weapon at the scene and it was a rifle, high powered rifle, but we don't know what type of rifle.
2: Mm-hmm. As of the yet, um, what
3: that what that was.
2: The when when they've run the video that has the sound on it, it it's like you hear thirty rounds like pop 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 bop, bop. So somebody's just pulling the trigger over and over mm-hmm. and over. You know. And then you hear a quick, you know, second and then 30 more.
3: Um, unfortunately, there were six people that lost their lives because of this horrific shooting. Um, dozens more injured. And once again, one of the other things that wouldn't have been covered in the gun law that was passed last week or the week before last, rather, by Congress, um, the uncle of the... Uh, person said that they had no idea could see no warning signs of his nephew's behavior prior to the incident said that if he had seen them he definitely would have told police so there were no red flag things that happened that would say hey you need to get this guy help and take away his his guns i
2: mean without looking in his computer yeah yeah you would have found him in there.
3: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through this morning, it is uh, phone lines are open. You can also call us up if you would like. Um, you can email us, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Time for another check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, it's brought to you by Fat Guy's Fresh Deli in Meridian and in East Boise, the place to go for lunch. You want a fantastic soup? Team that up with a salad or a wrap or one of the best sandwiches you're ever going to find. Get into Fat Guy's Fresh Deli today. They open up at 1030.
4: Good morning. We look at Mariners baseball from the 4th of July. Seems like each time Julio Rodriguez steps into a major league field someplace, any day, he could do something extraordinary. And that's what happened in his first trip to San Diego.
1: Eight pitch at 2-0. Oh. That is a home run. That is julio rodriguez a two-run shot the mariners have a four nothing lead hey now for julio my goodness 15th home run rbi 42 43 listen to these mariner fans here in san
4: diego
2: this is fun
4: this is fun
2: i don't think you can hit a change up any harder Oh, Brother! That was fabulous One hundred and twenty nine <laughs> feet on the home run It's fifteen
4: That was the call on root sports last night. By the way, uh Julio Rodriguez has been playing really good baseball. Chris Flexen also has been doing really well, and you know when he takes the mound, the Mariners have a chance to win. Both those things were true yesterday in a victory for the Seattle Mayors, an 8-2 win at Petco Park over the Padres. Flexen matched a career high with eight strikeouts while throwing six and two-thirds scoreless innings. His best outing of the season. Rodriguez, meanwhile, provided another visual delight with that home run that you just heard. His 15th of his Major League Baseball career and uh, definitely one people will look at because he smoked that pitch. Once again, the Mariners with an 8-2 win over the Padres on the 4th of July. I'm Rick Worthington. It's
2: time, 658, 62 degrees in downtown Boise.
0: The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now
1: back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI.
2: Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. It's time for the KBOI Medical Moment, brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho, featuring Dr. Jim Polo. Dr. Polo, good morning. Good morning. Doctor, as ready as we all are to put COVID-19 permanently in the rearview mirror, the virus that causes the disease, seems to have other ideas. What is going on?
6: Yeah, I'm afraid that's true. You know, viruses are very good at simply adapting so that they can survive. And what we learned from that recent uh, contagious Omicron variant was that the, the virus can change quickly to become more contagious and create subvariants that are hard to protect from. So predictably, that means those mutations are making reinfection more and more common, even for people that have already had it once.
2: Most people I know who have had COVID-19, myself included, would uh, just as soon not have it again. Is it inevitable that they will?
6: Well, it's not a foregone conclusion that they will definitely um, get reinfected. But the risk of reinfection is going to be around for a long time. And obviously, the more that you're out and about among other people that are potentially uh, suffering from COVID, the the greater likelihood is that you you will potentially get it. One of the things to remember is that immunity seems to wane over time. And so kind of like the flu, you know, you can get the flu annually. You can even get the flu several times a year. And the way we're protected against that is by having an annual flu vaccine that's, you know, modified each year to account for the variant. So we may need to have that for COVID as well.
2: What is the takeaway from all of this?
6: Well, the first takeaway that's most important is to remember that vaccination is the best defense against these viral-type infections. Um, And then in addition to that, one of the ways to just decrease your risk is to just practice good good hygiene. Washing your hands, wearing a mask if you're feeling sick, wearing the right mask if you're going to wear a mask, and making sure that you test if you think you've been exposed or if you're having symptoms.
2: Shifting gears a bit, our uh, next topic is sure to be well-received by listeners who also happen to be pet lovers. Uh, What's the scoop on this?
6: Ah, well, we've always known that people that have pets generally love their little their little furry friends, but a new survey from the American Heart Association verifies that pet owners really do have both physical and mental health benefits uh, from owning a pet. What is
2: it about uh, those pets that's so therapeutic?
6: Well, it tends to be uh, a couple of things. First of all, uh, um, Pets tend to have a way of helping decrease chronic and constant stress. You know, there's a sense of having a little companion uh, to take care of, which for older folks especially can provide kind of a sense of purpose. Um, Studies after studies have shown that having a pet will improve your mood and reduce stress um, and also push you to, to a more healthier lifestyle. And so the latest study basically shows that there are improved health markers, such as lowering blood pressure, lowering cholesterol, and lowering blood glucose levels.
2: Well, that is the KBOI Medical Moment brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho. Dr. Jim Polo, thanks for joining us this morning on KBOI. Thank you.
0: Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
7: Since the president signed that bill into law just over a week ago, there have been at least two dozen mass shootings in this country. The president did not get everything he wanted in that bill, no assault weapons ban. It did not raise the legal age limit to purchase those type of firearms. That was a non-starter for most Republicans. But this morning we are hearing from a growing number of Democrats who say it's time to come back to the negotiating table and do much more on gun violence.
3: Kind of had to expect that since uh, uh, passing that law, uh, you you heard in the report there, how many uh, different gun violence incidents has happened since then, and it did nothing to stop gun violence, as was predicted by a lot of people Mm -hmm. a lot of critics said this this is not gonna you're not going to stop a bad guy with a gun by making more laws when everything that is already there is against the law in the first place i don't i'm not necessarily saying that this is proof of it but it doesn't seem to slow anything down over the uh, weekend by the way i mean we're talking about the highland park shooting. Where specifically was it, Six people killed, um, dozens, about, dozens, about, about, more, thir-
2: about 30 more injured,
3: 30 yeah. more injured. Um, in Illinois this week and the over the three day weekend, there was like another 60 people on top of that that were also involved in gun violence. I mean, this is Illinois seems to be every single weekend. Nobody's talking about that. They're just talking about the 4th of July parade, um, because it's more heinous that people just are coming out to enjoy the celebration. And for some reason, we still don't know the reason why this person felt
2: the need to In Chicago, yeah, In Chicago, you have gang activity and you have, uh, you have gunfights where both sides have guns and people get killed. This is a situation where people were doing something incredibly normal. Something Mm -hmm. they've been looking forward to and did every year. And somebody just uh, opened
3: fire on them. Not somebody, a piece of crap. Let's call it like it is.
2: is. waste of DNA.
3: Now, this isn't, you know, unfortunately for our area, gun violence also touched us here in the Treasure Valley over the weekend. Former Boise State football player Greg Grimes was shot and killed early yesterday morning outside a nightclub in Sacramento, California.
2: It was 31.
3: Four other people were wounded in that shooting. Grimes was a defensive tackle at Boise State from 2009 to two thousand. 12, first athlete from uh, Intercom High School near Sacramento to earn a college scholarship of any kind. Really? After his playing career had ended, he had returned to Intercom to coach football and work with special education students until last December when he left to begin his own staffing firm. Grimes leaves behind a four-year-old son.
2: Hmm. That's Mm -hmm. also too bad. I guess they haven't arrested anybody yet in that case. No, they're
3: still looking for the uh, person in that case. But once again, under the definition of a mass shooting, There are five people shot and that would be considered a a mass shooting in California. And once again, California has 111 gun bills or gun laws on the books. None of them actually taking
2: anybody's guns away though, right? No. All right.
3: and I I mean, this comes down to that situation. It, it's like we, we've talked about this over and over over the years, and I know you probably have before I was even here. It's like if you take everybody's gun away, every law-abiding citizen uh, and their guns away, is it going to stop non-law-abiding citizens from getting their guns? And
2: I had a Norwegian uh, professor in college, and uh, she had a poster up in her office that said, uh, when lutefisk is outlawed, only outlaws will have lutefisk. <laughs> Which, by the way, should be outlawed. It's terrible. It's
3: terrible. It is. It's, even, it even
2: smells bad. That's the worst use of fish I, I think uh, you can come up
3: with. I don't understand how you smell that and go, oh, I bet this tastes better than it smells. You know what I mean?
2: Basically, it's, it's better than snow, <laughs> which is why in Norway I think it's popular
3: uh it is 7 15 time for another check on sports brought to you by fat guys fresh deli in meridian and in east boise get in check out their menu over 30 different sandwiches to choose from all those sandwiches sandwiches can be turned into a wrap or a salad get in for lunch or dinner today
4: good morning in the nba free agent world a lot of guys are cashing in as you would expect for instance, the Phoenix Sun star Devin Booker agreed to a four-year, $224 million Supermax extension. The Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant, he agreed to terms on a four-year designated rookie extension, likely worth $226 million. Denver Nuggets star Nikola Jokovic, he agreed to the richest contract in NBA history last week as well. You may have heard about the five-year, $264 million Supermax extension that he got, The Timberwolves star Carl Anthony Towns also agreed on a four-year, $224 million Supermax extension as well. Meanwhile, we're trying to figure out who's going where, because that's also a part of this free agency world. In flux, the Brooklyn Nets and the biggest star of them all, Kevin Durant. He has asked for a trade, listing the Miami Heat as well as the Suns as his preferred destinations. Although we also understand... The Golden State Warriors would like to get Kevin Durant back. Durant's teammate Kyrie Irving opted into his thirty-six and a half million dollar player option last week as well. But now his future in Brooklyn seems uncertain, as ESPN's uh, experts all report that Durant and Irving still want to play together. They just don't want to play together in Brooklyn anymore. Okay. uh, elsewhere in the NBA, James Harden and his $47.4 million contract and Bradley Beal both declined their player options on the eve of free agency. Beal signed a five-year, $251 million max contract with the Wizards. Minutes in a free agency, but no deal has been done yet for Harden. So we're waiting. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market
1: Report.
0: Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News
3: Talk,
1: KBOI, Boise.
3: Once again, time to talk about your money. The uh, slacker Jeremiah Bates continues to be off. Uh, So Nick Daniels uh, with us this morning. Um, Talk about your money. Uh, As we uh, get ready to head into... uh, Trades today here in just uh, about eight minutes from right now. Looks like the Dow is going to be opening at about four hundred points down. All three of the indexes are are down. Standard and Poor's down fifty points as of right now. Um, Nasdaq down one hundred and fifty. But there is maybe one bright spot right now that we can still look as far as investing.
8: We're we're trying, fellows. We're trying to find it. Um, you're right. the The one thing that's looking good so far is unemployment numbers, jobs. Right At the end of June, there was only 1.3 million Americans on the federal unemployment list, which is good. I mean, pre-pandemic, we were averaging about 1.7 million Americans collecting federal unemployment. So job numbers are looking good. Now, we've got um, May's uh, factory orders. That report is coming out today. At the end of the week, we are going to have Another report just on um, commodities, building materials, energy, things like that. So we're going to see if those factory orders are looking good or not. We're going to see, obviously, like with commodities prices coming down a little bit, energy prices and some building materials coming down a little bit, that's good for inflation. But it also, it means like, well, are these industries going to have to be laying off laborers because the demand is slowing? So really in the midst of, in Infl- inflation and recession the real question is jobs as long as people can keep working and paying bills even if they're paying more for things that's okay it's when it's when you start seeing a lot of layoffs in the midst of a recession that things get ugly real real quick are we starting to see layoffs i mean i i heard that mark
3: zuckerberg had a you know emergency meeting and told all his employees that there were a large number of employees that shouldn't be working there anymore yeah. I mean, no. that's that's got to be encouraging if you work for a company, right?
8: <laughs> exactly. It's it's the tech industry that's getting hit the hardest right now. And you've seen, I mean, I think it was two weeks ago, Coinbase announced that they were going to lay off like 10% of their labor force. Um, there's rumors of Tesla doing that, obviously Facebook. The tech industry is getting hit hard. Of course, those were the industries that saw a huge boon during the pandemic. And yeah, they hired a lot of people because there was a huge demand for those products and services and as that's cooling obviously that's going to be the first place that gets hurt but also as things cool off think about other industries um, real estate mortgage lending um, manufacturing jobs if if demand cools too much those industries are also going to start suffering and you'll see people uh, possibly losing work there so just keep your eyes on the unemployment numbers that's a real big deal to watch during this time
2: Going outside the United States, uh, the euro apparently has hit a two-decade low against the dollar. What's, uh, what's the biggest problem right now in Europe?
8: <laughs> same thing we're facing here. I mean, rising inflation, uh, all the European central banks, Australia doing the same thing. They're, they're raising rates there, trying to cool it off. I also noticed uh, in Norway, they're looking at some of the offshore oil workers are looking at going on strike. So... <laughs> You see, Europe has a huge energy crisis. Probably right having now. to eat
2: too much lutefisk.
8: <laughs> well, I mean, they got they got a huge energy crisis, and, and so the the thought of Norway, which is a huge producer of gas and oil, the thought of that production decreasing at this time, that's terrible news, and it's just causing a lot of uncertainty. We say it all the time: markets, whether here or globally, markets don't like uncertainty, and so with all of the volatility and uncertainty out there, it's yeah it's just challenging, and so obviously, with the euro being down to your lows it makes it makes any American product that much more expensive to you know to to import over right. there and, and that slows demand as well
3: um just one real quick question before uh, we leave, so the most recent quarter uh ended up, and of course GDP once again down now um unofficially we are supposedly in a re- recession. If you see two quarters back to back where that happens, are we now, uh, because we have started a new quarter here, uh, January 1st, Are we? or June, July 1st, rather, um, are we now officially in a recession?
8: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if I'm fully qualified to say that, but yeah, general rule of thumb is when you see GDP shrink two quarters in a row, that's a telltale sign of recession. Obviously, we're, fully in bear market territory. All signs indicate that. Now, most uh, most people that study this will say, you don't really know you're in a recession until after you're already beginning to come out of it. Whatever. I think it's pretty safe to say, yeah, we're, we're pretty much there.
3: All right, Nick. Thank you. Uh, we'll get an update here uh, from you in about an hour. Stock market opening up in just another few more minutes. And it's looking like uh, everything's going to be starting out the day down. And then uh, we'll talk to you. Are you back uh, again tomorrow with us?
8: Actually, I think uh, Jeremiah is back in tomorrow. Uh,
3: Slacker, he should be.
8: Uh, Thanks, Nick.
0: Appreciate it. Uh, We'll get an update from you here in about an hour. All right. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.41,
3: 741 stock market sell off. Uh, as we told you, 211 points down on the Dow. Um, standard and poor is down almost 2%. The Dow is down, uh, over 500 since the opening just nine minutes ago. So looking like a uh, not, uh, start to another good week after the bad week last week. Um, sell off continues still above 30,000 though. 30,500, even with the uh, drop in the stock market on the uh, Dow. Um, Update for you, now that we're into July, um, a lot of people have been critical of Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeehan because she had not been able to get her budget for her office in line, as is ordered by law. And since, you know, the criticism has been there, we want to say that she did a very good job and that by june thirtieth she made her budget. As a matter of fact, she had seventy two cents <laughs> left in her account.
2: Don't spend it all in one place.
3: After reaching the uh reaching the budget and uh making it by the deadline. Now she had to defer her final paycheck to be able to get there to cover all her all her costs, and that was uh what um, Chief Deputy Controller Joshua Whitworth told her that recommended that she do defer her $1,713 for her June 24th wages until ne- the next fiscal year, which, by the way, starts, you know, now she'll get her back wages that she deferred uh, with her third paycheck of the uh, new year. But um, she closed the fiscal year with an estimated 72 cents remaining in the appropriation budget for her office. So congratulations. She did it. Even though at one point she said nobody cares about a two thousand dollar budget, that's true. When you're running for governor, a lot of people want to know that you know, with your small budget, you can control your own budget. When you are about to try to overtake the state's one of the state's biggest budget, the biggest state budget, yeah,
2: people do care if you at least put in the effort.
3: Yes, Um, not probably not a good look when she said nobody cares about a little two thousand dollar budget over. Overage on on your budget, yeah. There apparently statewide, maybe, but there are plenty of families
2: who couldn't afford that. Yeah. Uh,
3: The other problem with that was saying, by saying nobody cares, is it's against the law not to have a balanced budget (laughs) when you are the uh, lieutenant governor. So nobody cares about that that, law. Don't look over there. Look here. I am following a a
2: large percentage of the laws here.
3: Our phone lines uh, are open this morning. Once again, if you want to take part, part as we uh, get back to work, get back to, um, you know, your usual day-to-day, uh, you can go ahead and give us a call, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com. If you want to take part in the show, Mike at KBOI.com. And, of course, our uh, text lines are always open, and uh, that is the same as our main number at 208-336-3700. KBOI News Time 744, time for a final check on what's been going on with sports this morning, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian, just off Wells Avenue, and in East Boise, just off Gowan, next to Albertsons. Two locations to serve you, making it easier to fill up with a delicious lunch or dinner today. And remember, Fat Guys Fresh Deli opens up every day, Monday through Saturday at 1030.
4: Good morning, I'm Rick Worthington. Well, some unfortunate news to share with you in sports today. A former Boise State football player, Greg Grimes, died in a shooting outside of Sacramento on Monday morning at a California nightclub. Now, Grimes, who was just 31 years old, played defensive lineman for the Broncos from 2009 to 2012. Boise State's head coach, Andy Avalos, even responded after he heard about the death said, I and the entire Boise State football family are saddened to learn about the passing of Greg Grimes. I was fortunate to coach him during his senior season. He was a member of the Brotherhood who is gone way too soon. He will be missed, according to Avalos. Now, police are still looking into leads as far as what exactly happened at this nightclub, but there have not been any arrests, at least to this time. Four others were also wounded in that shooting but again, former Boise State football player Greg Crimes died in that shooting on Monday morning. I'm Rick Worthington.
0: Download the 670 KBOI app for your
1: smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: He's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in and being a part of the show. Remember, you can always be more of a part of the show if you want to call us up at 208-336-3700. Pound on Verizon Wireless. You can uh, do that. Uh, you can also email Mike at KBOI.com or Chris at KBOI.com. Um, good news, kind of, uh, I noticed last week in my uh, driving around from the time I left to the time I came home and came to work this morning, gas prices here in the Treasure Valley did not go up. All right. Unfortunately, they did not go how, down. How were
2: they in the eastern idaho slash uh, Wyoming?
3: We paid five dollars and five cents a gallon in Idaho Falls coming back.
2: that's well, not the worst I've seen.
3: That's about the best I've seen lately um, yeah for five uh on my way to work this morning um it was uh five thirty nine so you're talking twenty five thirty cents a gallon depending on where you get your gas here in the Treasure Valley cheaper in Idaho Falls. Um, I think about, about 505, I think we saw one place that was selling it for 501, um, in Idaho Falls area, Eastern Idaho area. It, it, it's so strange. And this, this goes to prove, I mean, there are a lot of people that think that there's a lot of, um, getting together and setting gas prices and, you know, trying to gouge us. And in Idaho Falls, for instance, there was a Chevron gas station that was selling gas for 535 a gallon. And just two blocks away, there was another gas station selling it for five dollars and ten cents a gallon now you I mean this is a free market. you can sell your gasoline for whatever you want That Chevron for whatever, whatever reason
2: market will bear yeah. it
3: was selling it for five thirty five now there were people actually filling up with gas there, and every gas station around that Chevron station was selling their gasoline for considerably less than Chevron was selling theirs and I'm like, why are there people filling up right there when Two blocks away, you can save twenty-five cents a gallon just by driving two blocks.
2: Some people don't like crowds.
3: I—that's the only thing I could figure out. But I mean, it, that just goes to show that you know people. Are, oh my God, they're price gouging. They're getting together. They're setting the prices. I mean, there's there's a, a, a two gas stations within two blocks of each other mm-hmm. that that are different. And we got to remember. I mean, gas prices for what the gas stations pay. I mean, that's a set price. They, they pay whatever it is, if they want to fill up their their gas, they have to pay that because it comes from uh, just a few yeah. small no, locations and- that that supply the gasoline
2: yeah, and relatively few of the companies are are actual you know members of, of the what is it the Legion of doom, i guess
3: <laughs> or OPEC whatever they're called yeah <laughs> um and we've we've talked to a couple of different gas station owners here, and every one of them has said, we do not make money on selling gas it, it's they make just enough to yeah. basically make a couple of cents make money selling red bull they, that's where they make their money they i don't understand the people that complain about you know uh, a profit margin of five to seven cents you know per gallon of gas but yet they're willing to go in and pay um a 600 percent profit market margin, margin on a 32 ounce coke you know fountain coke because it cost them five yeah. ten cents a, a coke in uh, their costs for a gas station to sell that, but yet they sell them at what $250, mm-hmm. two fifty two dollars uh uh thirty per thirty two ounce now that if you wanted to complain about <laughs> people getting together and gouging us, i mean if you go to a yeah. gas station, a convenience store that's, a gas station
2: that's practically voluntary gouging
3: you're you're gonna pay a dollar more a gallon for milk I've noticed, but for the convenience, I don't have to go mm-hmm. to a grocery store. And go through a whole grocery store. I, all like I need is milk. I can pick way, it up, and I'm willing to pay the extra dollar.
2: Way way back when, at the beginning of convenience stores, places like Seven Eleven and Circle K. That's why they become popular. Is if uh, you know, if you needed milk for your kids, and it was the middle of the night or whatever, go get some. Yeah.
3: Um, so gas prices continue to be where they're at. Um, oil, I notice, hasn't gone up or, or down. Um, very much over the week that I was gone either but like I said eastern eastern Idaho 505 that's about the lowest I've seen in in a month because mm. we used to be at 505 here in Boise but man it didn't take very long to get up into the 530 uh range 208 pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless still on the uh, way we'll give you a, an update on monkeypox it has not gone away as a matter of fact uh, it, it's continuing to get worse here in the United States Europe over the last two weeks, has tripled the amount of cases over the last two weeks.
2: The entire continent?
3: The entire continent, Okay. Um, But it doesn't take very long. If you triple every two weeks, it's not going to take very long to get a lot of people infected.
2: Pretty soon, everyone will be.
3: We'll talk, and this isn't fear. I'm just updating you on what's going on, um, because this isn't a novel virus. So this is, we have vaccines that can take care of this already. However, um, it seems like it's a little slow to getting out uh, from the federal government. Uh, The uh, shooting, Highland Park shooting, we'll talk more about that. Also, we haven't got to this yet, and we're going to talk a little bit about this. Uh, The Akron police who killed the uh, man in a hail of gunfire over the weekend. Um, Was it too much? We're going to get your thoughts on this a little bit later this morning, um, too. Uh, phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. It's going to check on what's going on with traffic when we come back. Um, let you start working on that question for our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question of the day. $50 gift certificate on the way here from Biscuit and Hogs. Into the uh, 8 o'clock hour we go. Uh, once again, he's Chris Walden. I'm Mike Casper. The Dow is down 612 points as of right now. Well, gee whiz, that's uh, twice as bad as half an hour ago. <laughs> um, it looked like it was only going to be down about uh, a few hundred points at the opening, but it's continuing their sell-off. Uh, NASDAQ is down almost 200 points uh, after being down 4% on Friday, mm-hmm. so... Um, it's kind of at least slowed down itself sell-off, standard and poor, down uh, 78 points as we get underway um, for the first tr- trading day of the week. The uh, 4th of July holiday, for those of you who traveled by airplane, when's the last time you traveled on an airplane? <laughs> a airplane?
2: Uh, let's see, it was probably 20, 2018,
3: so that's, that's a That's a little while ago. Yeah. Over the 4th of July holiday, 1,800 flights nationwide were canceled. 21,000 flights were delayed.
2: Ask me when the next time I'm going to fly. When's
3: the next time you're going to fly?
2: Uh, when donkeys fly.
3: Now, this this is the crazy part about this. I mean, 1,800 canceled, 21,000 delayed seems like a lot, right? Yeah. Nowhere close to what happened Memorial Day weekend. So uh, when you said, they're, I mean, this sounds horrible, but it was like they're they're tatting it as like, hey, we did much better, 4th of July weekend. The story last week. This is this is a week ago. Now, I have had the chances in the past a few different times where the flight was oversold, Mm -hmm. and I was told, you know, ask one of the people that were asked on the flight, "Hey, if anybody wants to give up their seat, you know, we will pay you for it." And the offers that I've heard usually around six, seven hundred bucks in the past. That and it wasn't enough. Because I had to be to work the next day usually, and it's like, no, I can't. Um, However, I'm I'm just going to give everybody fair warning today. If I happen to be flying, which my wife does a lot of right now, and there are times when I get to go with her for her NAR business, uh, I just want to give fair warning to everybody here at work that if something happens like what happened with Delta Airlines last, a week ago Monday, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, if they offer me this to give up my flight, uh, give up my seat, I won't be here the next day. (laughs) Okay. Did you hear about this? No. Delta Airlines offered eight, they needed eight seats. And they uh, offered passengers $10,000 to give up their seat. And? They didn't have a problem getting eight people to give up their seat at (laughs) $10,000 each. You can
2: uh, get a nice hotel for the night, take a flight out the next day, and uh, not you know, and plenty have plenty of money left over,
3: and probably pay. buy a, a you know, a early model used car at ten thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars. Inc. magazine columnist Jason Aiden uh, wrote that he was waiting at the gate for a flight to Minnesota when Delta announced that it was looking for eight volunteers to get on the flight. The official offer was five thousand dollars. Apparently, even at five thousand dollars, they couldn't get eight people. At five, I, I would have. I would have given in at $5,000.
2: Yeah, I think I would have gone before that even.
3: So um, the airline then upped their offer to $10,000 each. At least one other passenger has cooperated the story. Todd McCrum told KTVB Channel 7 here in Boise. The offer rose to 10000 from 5000 McCrum said he and his wife didn't take up the offer, which was to be paid in either Apple Pay, Apple Pay or a Visa gift card, though he saw at least four others take up the offer
2: did he mention why he didn't he just wanted to get home
3: i he didn't mention why he didn't mm-hmm. take it up um here is jason ayton uh talking uh, about the incidents
5: they came on the pa system and said that they were looking for volunteers and that they were willing to pay ten thousand dollars which everyone assumed was like they heard it wrong right <laughs> i've taken bumps as they call it plenty of times in the past, but usually that's for a couple
3: hundred dollars, right? $80,000. I don't know how much Delta Airlines would make on that flight in profit. Uh,
2: I, f- I feel like the profit from that particular flight may have been a little less than they expected, like $80,000 less.
3: I'll tell you what, if airlines were forced, you know, that if they bumped people or if they end up canceling flights at the last minute for whatever reason... We're forced to give everybody ten thousand dollars. How how soon do you think you would stop seeing canceled flights or flights delayed oh, five or six hours? About like that. Yeah, it would stop. It's a kudos, you know, kudos to Delta Airline. They didn't have to do this. They did this because people are getting very upset. People that are traveling a lot having their flights canceled. Like I mentioned, um, they were very happy over the weekend that only eighteen hundred flights. Were canceled and twenty one thousand were delayed. They were. Happy. How was your
2: How was your vacation? I was fantastic. I spent the whole thing in the airport, but a guy gave me ten thousand um, dollars.
3: So I'm just I'm giving fair warning right now. If this ever happens to me and I don't show up the next day, it's because an airline gave me ten thousand right. dollars to fly on a on a later flight. Now it doesn't say. It also didn't say that could have been the problem too. Because if you get the $10,000, they'll, they'll book you on another flight, but the problem mm-hmm. could be that that next flight, you know, we heard during Christmas time that people were being bumped for five to yeah. 10 days, at least a week, right, before they could yeah. get home. So then, then you start doing the math and going, well, gosh, I'm going to have to miss 10 days of work. They're not going to be happy and that $10,000 isn't going to make up. For the fact that I have to look for a new job, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's you're not being forced to do it. You voluntarily took the ten thousand dollars, so we don't know how long it could have taken. That could be why a lot of people didn't take up the ten thousand dollars. Because if you got if it just if it's ten thousand dollars, and by the way, we'll book you and you'll be in you know at home by tomorrow, no big deal. But if they're like, we'll book you and you'll be home by next Tuesday after the Fourth of July holiday. That might be a big deal for yeah. some people.
2: Uh, we've had opportunities in, in the past to give up our seats for something special, you know, like tickets to anywhere. And uh, we didn't do it simply because we both had to work the next day. And we we'd planned on Sunday as a travel day and, you know, Monday going back to work. And a couple of times we got stranded uh, when we were flying, as it turned out, United. And we uh, flew from D.C. to San Francisco and then San Francisco to Boise. But the San Francisco to Boise trip on two occasions was canceled, I think because the plane was maybe only about half full.
3: (laughs) We only have a half full flight. So we're just going to we're going to make the people that are on this airplane, you know not be able to get to their place because but, we don't have you know, they, people flying
2: the, they put us in shuttles uh, gave us our our luggage and, and took us to uh, about a three and a half star hotel which is fine with me
3: yeah i think the last time that uh, i got offered this and had a chance to do it was i mean many many years ago we i had already been gone from work for like seven days because we were gone on a cruise so right. this was coming out of miami and they were looking for people and it was six hundred dollars It's like you could either have six hundred dollars, or as you just mentioned, you could fly anywhere. I would just
2: raise my hand and say, you know, there are other airlines playing paying ten (laughs) thousand.
3: At this point, yeah, it's like and six hundred. Like I said, we would have got back the next day, but I would have had to miss a day of work, and I'd already been gone for a while. So, and six hundred dollars, even at that time, wasn't. We we talked about it, but you could probably make some good money not flying with several uh, airlines. I. At $10,000, I I think you would maybe look into that as possibly a full-time job and then just pray that they canceled your flight. What do you do for a living? (laughs) Oh, I give up my seat. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Um, Our phone lines are open. We'll get back to your phone calls, emails. We've got emails in uh, this morning to get to. As a matter of fact, I wanted to get to this when we were talking about this, about gas prices uh, a little bit earlier. And Randy wrote in and said uh, it's called a Chevron credit card a lot that have those just pull it out no matter what the prices are. Yeah, we were, that's true. We were talking about Eastern you know, and Eastern Idaho being thir- this. the Chevron even, store was 25 cents more than a gas station just two blocks away and couldn't figure out why people were filling up there. Even
2: though you eventually have to pay, that kind of makes uh, suspending a, a, a little bit less less painful,
3: just mentally. And there are a lot of people with their Chevron cards that also get points racked up for it. Right. Flying someplace where you may have a chance to get ten thousand dollars.
2: I have a card I use all the time because I get five percent back on everything.
3: Yeah, and that you're right. I didn't even think about that. People were because, like I said, people were filling up, and I couldn't figure out why they would spend twenty five cents more a gallon than just two blocks away. They could have got it for five oh five mm. ten. So. We'll take a break when we come back here after traffic and weather. Uh, we've got a $50 gift certificate to uh, give away. Biscuit and hogs. Delicious breakfast and lunch. It's also our sweet deal of the week this week. We'll give you the uh, question, give you a chance to answer it and win that $50 gift certificate coming up right after traffic and weather.
0: Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike
1: Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: Once again, Casper and Chris down near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 208-888-4128. Connie's going to get first crack at trying to get that uh, Biscuit and Hogs gift certificate today. Connie, there is one and only one female band to ever have a number one album on the Billboard charts where they wrote all their own songs and actually played their own instruments. Which all-female band is it? The Go-Go's. It is the Go-Gos. Go-Go's. Yes, it is. It's oh, kind boy. of kind of surprising. The only all-female band that wrote all their own songs and actually played their own instruments. Mm. And they did have a number of.
2: I like, thought it could be the top hits. The the Bangles maybe.
3: There's another one. I'm not sure if they wrote all their songs on their album. Um, yeah,
2: Prince wrote some of their songs.
3: Oh, that there you go. See. Hey, Connie, hang on the line. we got a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs for you. Congratulations. We've got uh, another $50 gift certificate to give away uh, tomorrow and all the rest of this week. Keep in mind, Biscuit and Hogs is also our sweet deal of the week coming up this Friday, your chance to pick yourself up a $50 gift certificate for only $25. Uh, This is one of our fastest-selling sweet deals. Uh, This will be gone within five minutes, so make sure to set your alarm, a reminder, whatever it takes, Friday morning, 9 o'clock sharp, Go to KBY.com, click on that sweet deal link. Uh, also, something that happened uh, last week uh, one of their sister restaurants, the McCall. Uh, I think it's Brunchette on the Lake, and McCall officially opened up last oh, week. Terrific. So, if you're, uh, it's one of their sister restaurants. Um, if you like the uh, Blue Bench Brunchette or one of the Brunchettes here in the Treasure Valley, uh, very similar to that. Um, they apparently have one of the biggest and nicest patios. On the Lake, and it's right there in downtown McCall. If you're uh, up there and want to enjoy yourself either breakfast or lunch, get into uh, brunch at on the Lake. Um, so, once again, another great place in in McCall to uh, eat. They just have been open up for uh, only a week now. Uh, also saw a thing that uh, he, Boomer said that he'd like to get a uh, big boat and start doing brunch cruises on McCall, yeah. which would be kind of cool. Nobody else is doing that.
2: With mimosas,
3: I would assume. I would assume. So what, it'd be a Blood, uh, Bloody Marys similar. and whatnot. You can do that on uh, Coeur d'Alene. Like, they have a couple of different places that do that, you know, with, uh, with the boat and do brunches. But uh, no place in McCall does that. So it'd be very cool if they end up doing
2: Gargert, that. The uh, guy that used to work, Dr. Drew Harrell, that the oh, work, yeah. worked yeah. here for years at KBOI, he uh, liked to go to Hawaii about uh, once a year. And he said one of the things that they had fun doing is as they got older was just going down by the docks when the uh, boats were coming back from the booze cruises and watch people fall off the boat onto the dock.
3: <laughs>
2: if, that's, <laughs> if that's
3: one of the things you find, it must have happened quite a bit then. Oh, yeah. If that's one of the things that you enjoyed. you well, thought it was very entertaining. <laughs> we'll take a break. Uh, on the way, uh, we'll get to your phone calls, your emails coming up here this morning. Uh, still a couple of things that we uh, want to talk about. We'll continue to talk about the uh, shooting that happened 4th of July Parade, uh, Highland Park, Illinois. Also, um, over the weekend, a uh, man was shot by police a number of times. And want to get your thoughts on, uh, was, was this um, excessive The number of times? There were uh, apparently six police officers involved in this shooting. Uh, so far, they said that there were 60 wounds on the person's body. They don't know if those wounds are entrance and exit wounds or if each one is a separate wound. The investigation is continuing, and as usual, all the police officers uh, have been taken uh, off duty um, while the investigation goes on. We will tell you that these police officers have between one and a half and six years of experience. None of them have ever received uh, any negative um reports filed against them for excessive force or anything like that um but there were a lot of protests that have been happening because of the i i'm calling it excessiveness of uh gunfire because that's what the uh, news yeah. reports are saying i
2: heard a guy screaming about the fact that the, the the shooter in highland park they took him alive
3: yeah now he did give up he didn't run away, I guess he didn't run away as far as we know. True. And also we want, to be, we want to reiterate, person in Highland Park is still just a person of interest. No charges have been filed against that person as of yet, although it's you know looking quite a bit like that is the person. We'll keep you updated here at News Talk KBY. Our phone lines are open for your thoughts, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk, KBOI.
3: Bruce Chris Steakhouse, both of us have uh, had a chance here recently to uh, enjoy the fantastic food and service at Bruce Chris Steakhouse. I am one of those people that is so happy we're underway with the summer menu because one of the best things on their menu, if I can just take a moment, I, I know that you're not going to skip through all the great food. But key lime pie is back on the menu. And and I just want to say this. No matter how full you are, no matter how much you've had to eat, no matter how much you don't like dessert, even if you have to take it home, order the key lime pie. It is the best I have ha- ever had in my life.
2: Yeah, and they're big, so you can split one with somebody if you want.
3: Shut up. At
2: Yeah, well, Okay. <laughs> Except for Mike and possibly me. At Roos Chris Steakhouse in Boise, which is on the ground floor of Idaho's tallest building, you will get the VIP treatment. Their service is the best in the city. Uh, Don Leader is the general manager. You will love him. And Rene Keanu is the uh, person who will take care of any special extras that you might want to add to the evening. Uh, Roos Chris features the highest quality prime steaks, not just choice, but prime. And every side dish, Salad, cocktail, and dessert is the best you can get.
3: And don't forget, if you want to save a little bit of money, if you get in before 6.30 uh, any day, you can take advantage of the primetime dinner menu. Uh, it's one price. You have two different choices, but it, it comes with a soup or salad, your entree, uh, and your dessert. And it is a great way to save money, but you get a full meal for $1 specific price.
2: Ruth's Chris is the ultimate special occasion restaurant. It's perfect for birthdays, anniversaries, graduations, promotions, or any time. It's just time to treat yourself and the ones you love. Make a reservation. 208-426-8000.
3: That's 208-426-8000. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in the Zions Bank building in downtown Boise.
0: Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the listen live button.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
3: Oh, look at that. We're not down uh, over 600 on the Dow any longer. It's now only down 568 points. Yay. Small victories, ladies and gentlemen. Small victories. I was
2: going to say, how are we going to celebrate? But I think I just
3: did. 208, 336, 3,700 pounds, 670. On your Verizon Wireless, also toll free one eight hundred five two nine five two six four. Wherever you may be listening, even if that is in Troy, freaking Alabama. <laughs> or I said that wrong, Ala freaking Bama. There you go, uh, Bobby. Um, you are listening it's on the uh, iHeart Radio app this morning, all the way from Alabama. And what are your gas prices in Alabama?
9: Uh the right now they're averaging about four thirty for gas and about $450 to four fifty five for diesel. Really? But I drive a truck. I live in Idaho, I drive a truck. I uh I've got a, a fuel card, a small business fuel card. I just paid four seventy nine for diesel.
2: Hmm. Now, Much better than it is here.
9: I don't buy fuel at home.
3: Really? So you you specifically try not to buy fuel here, and will get in your truck and travel to areas outside just because it's lower price. Yep. And what does your fuel card do for you? Do you get uh, money off on your fuel card for your diesel? It, yeah, it's
9: a discount. It's a small business uh, small business fuel card, and it's a discount. You get a, I get a discount for it. How much? Uh, it depends. It's uh, some places are you know thirty to forty. I've had up eighty cent discount before. Wow! It just depends on uh, what area I'm in.
3: Maybe I need this discount card. That's about that's about the right size <laughs> discount. to have eighty. You can get one. <laughs> What's that?
9: <laughs> I said, get an LLC and you can have one.
3: I oh, only people with LLCs can get that, huh?
9: Uh, yeah, you got to have an LLC. And, I uh, knew uh, there was a I loophole.
3: uh well uh bobby are you on your way back to idaho uh
9: no sir i am headed to uh midway florida and then i'm gonna drop down to orlando
3: so you're you're driving away from idaho well uh we appreciate you listening on the uh iheart radio app keeping in touch with your uh hometown uh much appreciated bobby and thanks for the call this morning
9: I listen to you all every morning.
3: God bless you yeah, thank the you. fine work you're doing, even though you rubbed our faces in the fact uh, of you're paying almost a dollar less in gas <laughs> than we are, or diesel than we are. Uh, it's
9: nice when I go to fill up my vehicle.
3: Yeah, th- thanks a lot, Bob. Yeah, we, we, sa- we get it. You're rubbing our faces, our noses in it. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Bobby. Thanks yeah. for listening. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, no problem.
2: I used to have an LLC, if you count uh, loud, lazy cats. <laughs>
3: um bill writes in says love the show guys i do have a somewhat negative comment though that's okay we we allow negative comments just heard the news report about vehicle safety at the bottom of the hour the only response i can come up with is are your listeners so stupid they need to be told this lowest common denominator bill just lowest common denominator you you
2: can be reminded of something from Mm -hmm. time to
3: time and you know, no, we have we have very smart listeners. However, there are some people that probably yes do need to be. I missed, told I missed the report. What
2: did we tell them to do? Do you know?
3: I don't know. Oh. I didn't I didn't pay close attention because like, apparently it didn't affect me.
2: Like put on your seatbelt, that sort of thing.
3: Um Another email in uh says, Okay, you invited it. Be a part of the show. Yes, we always we we encourage you to be a part of the show. Um so here it goes. No name on this, by the way. Um, Please stop piling on Janice McGeehan. It's obviously, it's obvious you don't support her. No need for you to look small deriding her. First of all, we did, I didn't do that this morning. I told her, good job. She got her budget under what legally she is allowed to have. She cannot operate at a budget deficit. And the end of the budget year was coming up on June 30th. And I said, good job. I used the specific words, great job. She got 72 cents left in her budget for the end of the year. Legally, she had to do it, and she was given some recommendations to skip her last paycheck, which she did to bring her office budget into legal balance. Yeah. I said, good job. So I don't know why you're saying I, I, you know, was piling on, McGeehan. As a matter of fact, I even said, you maybe know what? The, we've, uh, we've criticized her in the past. I go, so I want to bring this up to say she did a good job.
2: Maybe uh, they maybe uh, they thought that uh, our attitude toward her was, uh, well, she got the, ba- the, the budget balanced finally, but we didn't say it
3: that no, way. No, I, I wasn't being sarcastic or anything. I said she did a good job and did what she had to do according to the Idaho Constitution um, goes on to write, uh, welcome back to the global agenda where we continue fear on the latest virus, anxiety over planned gas, energy, and food shortages. So these are planned, planned by who? Who's planning these? Um, Your narrative against police and guns, missing or lacking of info on vaccine boosters, no in-depth coverage on chemistry, harmful effects, negative uh, efficacy, autoimmunity. Glad you're back. Uh, well, I'm, up until now, I was glad I'm back too. I can't believe you had the time um, to take off your tinfoil uh, conspiracy hat to even email us.
2: So he wrote us a, a whole letter again. <laughs> yes,
3: he did. I don't. You're going to have to be a time? little more specific. How does he have
2: time to write a whole letter?
3: <laughs> I, you're going to have to be a little more specific uh, when you say that this whole gas food shortage was a planned. who's who's planning it and how do they plan to have a gas and food shortage supply chain issues i i guess i don't understand that maybe i'm missing something uh we'll take a break 208-336-3700 pound 670 verizon wireless uh email it's chris at kby.com mike at kby.com our text message line is also open same as our main number 208-336-3700
0: Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back
1: to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
10: The eight officers who fired their weapons were placed on paid administrative leave pending an independent investigation under the Ohio Attorney General. The police union here insisting the, quote, lethal force, as well as the number of shots fired were consistent with the officers' training. The union adding that they believe this investigation will ultimately justify the officers' actions. About 50 people arrested after protests grew rowdy overnight. Authorities deploying smoke grenades into crowds. Really? spoiling a day of peaceful demonstrations over the police shooting of Jalen Walker. Walker was unarmed when he was shot. Police say they later found a handgun and loaded magazine in the driver's seat of his car. The eight officers who fired were placed on paid administrative leave.
3: 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. This is the uh, shooting that took place in uh, Akron, Ohio, last week. Email in says, why is your first coverage of the police? Was it excessive force? 60 bullet wounds by six cops? Were they standing over him, lying in the street, emptying their guns? Or did they all fire repeatedly as they're trained to do? Shoot to kill. Over a few seconds, all shots received while he's still standing. And because there were six cops, he received quite a few shots. Why do you not begin your coverage of this story with the police innocent until proven guilty? Here we go again with the narrative. That wasn't a narrative. I was just asking the question because there—you heard the protests. There are people who are claiming that with the number of shots filed and fired, and there's been accounts that there were uh, 90 bullet casings that were found. Um, there are 60 wounds apparently on the body. Now we don't know if that's 60 separate wounds. That hasn't been said, or if that's, you know, entrance and exit wounds, which which would mean 30. And there's also more than six police officers. There are eight police officers. And I just asked the question because that's one of the things that is being criticized. I don't believe that it is excessive in my personal opinion. And the reason I say that is with eight police officers, I guess you could ask the question um if if they did believe that they were their their lives or the lives of the public were in danger, and there was one police officer. The the average number with the number of bullets, so say each of the wounds was actually a separate bullet wound. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll go to the extreme here. Instead of saying thirty, there were sixty bullet wounds in the person. That would mean that a police officer fired around seven rounds. Is mm-hmm. that is that excessive for one police officer? Not in my way of thinking. Probably not. No. But it sounds bad when you have eight different police officers. And you don't, police officers don't have time to sit there and go, hold on, I'm going to shoot first. If I don't get him, then you fire eight shots. They're all trained. Well, and this to- is what
2: we've talked about, too, that uh, when they think somebody's dangerous, they they fire at their midsection until the person stops moving they don't fire once and then say okay let's wait and see if he returns fire yeah
3: we'll talk more about this
0: 208-336-3700 pounds for your google play simply say hey google play 670 kboi
1: now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris
10: live and local on news talk kboi Police say after they tried pulling him over, Walker sped off, at one point firing a gunshot out of the car. Walker eventually jumping out of the vehicle in a ski mask, leading police on a foot chase. Officers claiming Walker then stopped and turned towards them, prompting them to fire dozens of shots. A preliminary medical examiner's report shows Walker's body had at least 60 wounds. The Ohio Bureau of Investigation is now reviewing the shooting. Several dozen protesters spending their July 4th marching through Akron neighborhoods, stopping at the home of Mayor Daniel Horrigan, demanding police reform. Walker's cousin encouraging peace. Listen to me when I tell you this. He's a peaceful person. A great kid. All he do is smile, man. This after that body camera video showing Walker leading police on a nearly six-mile chase last week.
2: Hard to judge that sort of thing when you're not there.
3: Yeah. I mean, and quite frankly, you know, there is a uh, relative talking about it. The the relative knows this person, and everything that he says could be uh, 100% true, that Mm -hmm. he was, you know, a great, peaceful, you know, loving kid. Sweet. Everything else. Except for maybe this one incident. Mm -hmm. Akron police released a video of the shooting yesterday Of Jalen Walker, 25 years old, who was killed June 27th in a pursuit that had started with an attempted traffic stop. The mayor called the shooting heartbreaking, asking for patience from the community. It's interesting that they had already released the police video. Sometimes that's not released for a long time and people (laughs) get upset over that. That's true. It's not clear how many shots were fired by the eight officers involved. Walker sustained, though, more than 60 wounds, as we have told you. Officers attempted to stop Walker's car around 1230 in the morning for an unspecified traffic and equipment violation, but less than a minute into the pursuit, the sound of a shot was heard from the car and a Transportation Department camera captured what appeared to be a muzzle flash coming from the vehicle, Akron Police Chief Steve Milet said. That changed the nature of the chase from a routine traffic stop to a public safety issue. Police body camera videos show what unfolded after the roughly six-minute pursuit Several shouting officers with guns drawn approached the slowing car on foot as it rolled up over a curb onto a sidewalk. A person wearing a ski mask exited the passenger door and ran towards a parking lot. Police chased him for about ten seconds before officers fired from multiple directions in a burst of shots that lasted six or seven seconds. Wow, so that all these shots came in six or seven seconds. At least one officer had tried to first use a stun gun but was unsuccessful police said said walkers actions are hard to distinguish on the video in real time but a still show photo seems to show him going down to his waist area another appears to show him turning towards an officer and he said a third picture captures a forward motion of his arm in a statement shared yesterday with reporters the local police union said the officers thought that there was an immediate threat of serious harm and that it believes their actions And the number of shots will be found justified in line with the training and protocols. The union said the officers are cooperating with the investigation. Handgun, a loaded magazine, and an apparent wedding ring were found on the seat of the car. What
2: what they need to do is check and see. There was a casing, so there was one bullet fired?
3: A casing consistent with the weapon was later found in the area where officers believed a shot had come from the vehicle. Akron police conducting separate internal investigation about whether the officers violated department rules and policies. The officers involved in the shooting are on paid administrative leave, which is standard pra- practice in cases like this. Seven of them are white and one is black. The length of the service with Akron police ranges from one and a half to six years. None of them have a record of discipline, substantiated complaints or fatal shootings.
2: All right.
3: Yeah. This is unfortunately, you know, my, my first thought on this, and I'll admit it, my first thought on this, you know, when I saw that there were seven white officers and one black officer was, you know, thankfully there was one black officer, which is a horrible thing to think, that you're, you're sitting there with, oh, thankfully that there were, but at least it takes away from the narrative that could have been white officers murder black suspects
2: a headline a, we yeah, have seen before
3: that we have seen before i know it's horrible to say that but that was the very first thing and i admit it the very first thing i thought when i when i saw this story
2: it, the video i've seen of it uh, i i don't see anything clearly you know it's it's all uh, uh the cameras that hang around your neck or the, mm. the attached you know one of those uh the individual body cams and I, I don't know. I just never. You, you can't really see what they're looking at because it's not attached to their head.
3: Yeah, and that's what they said. They said the 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 video from the body cams was hard to see in real time, uh, but they have taken still photos from the video to show what you know the police apparently saw to justify shooting. And and like we mentioned, there there wasn't one. It sounds like all eight of them fired um the fact that it happened only six or seven seconds so it's not a sustained oh my gosh this went on for a minute or whatever i mean it it happened very quickly and i know and, and i get it that people living in akron you know they they hear oh my gosh there are 60 wounds on this person did they this was excessive did they have to shoot him 60 times and like i mentioned if you break this out you know, because when you know yeah. when you when you hear it like that, it it goes, wow, that does. Why does somebody have to be shot sixty times? But if you take this, you have eight different officers coming from eight different directions. You don't sit there and wait for another officer going, well, I think he'll fire. I'll just wait and not fire. No, all of them are trying it's, to protect the public. It's,
2: it's like you've said. It's like several people who have written in said they their training takes over and that's what they do.
3: Mm-hmm. So when you take and you break this up. And instead of eight officers, you say one officer. And, you know, if you do the, the math here, which, you know, granted, we're not really good at, um, you're talking just over seven shots yeah. in six or seven seconds. So if there was one police officer that took seven shots in seven seconds, is that excessive? You know, for the people that are complaining, oh, this is excessive. They should have only shot him twenty times, not sixty times, or well, or ten times instead of sixty times.
2: One may have done it, but yeah, you're, we, you're, you're, but you're right. But we but don't you know don't that. No, that's not because the we weren't there, and that's also not our training. Yeah.
3: So that's why the question, because there are criticism coming from within the uh, Akron community, and that's what some of the protests were about, was that this was excessive force so we're just asking the question this morning from your standpoint your opinion we're a news talk radio station was it excessive if it is found that there those are say there there are 60 separate wounds now as i mentioned earlier i want to be perfectly clear they said that there were 60 60 wounds on the body yeah that we don't know if that's 60 wounds total counting you know Entrance and exit wounds, right? Which would mean that maybe thirty shots had or, hit the body, or a
2: combination. There. Yeah.
3: The uh, thing
2: I found most interesting is, we, at first they were saying that you know some of the officers, some of the officers were aware that he shot at them once, and others just heard it from you know on the radio, and so that they weren't actually witnesses to it, but they joined in the chase all the same. And when he uh, got out of the car to run. They had to assume that he had a gun in his hand, even though apparently he didn't have it on him at all. And so when they shot him, they were shooting somebody who had been firing at them, uh, they thought at least.
3: And at this point, you're not just protecting yourself as a police officer. Once he gets out of the cars and he's running, you're also having to assume that you're protecting the general public because you don't know what he's going to do. Right. Uh, Mike and Meridian, good morning. You're on Newstalk KBY. Good
7: morning, gentlemen. Hey, I had the front row experience in 2002 when uh, the young man was killed at Park Boulevard and uh, Broadway Avenue.
6: Mm
7: -hmm. Uh, We were sitting in the right lane and uh, did not see the cars. uh, Well, couldn't see exactly what was happening, but we heard a crash. And then this pickup truck came spinning out of the intersection facing directly back into the traffic and the young man opened the door, stepped out with a rifle, and they counted about 81 shots. Because when you looked at the picture uh, after the fact, there was just a fan of police cars around it. But it was a stunning, stunning experience. But the reality is, yes, they're all shooting at the same time. And uh, yeah, the number of shots is horrific. But, you know, each one of them is doing what they're trained to do and it's a terribly unfortunate circumstance but that was that was an awfully real experience
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I th- wasn't that the one uh where right after that Boise got an ombudsman
7: uh possibly I don't I know think so. uh, whether that was uh, something that provoked that or not but anyway it was uh to see uh, the number of shots after the fact, and they never did really identify how many shots the young man had, but, I mean, he was on the ground quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, uh... anyway, I can empathize with both the uh, the family of somebody that was shot that many times, but also kind of understand that each individual uh, police officer was doing his job and unfortunate for uh, everybody.
3: Thank you for the call, Mike. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, in, I, I have a bunch of friends who are police officers in various police departments. I have a cousin who was involved in a police shooting here in Boise mm-hmm. um, years ago. And you remember that line uh, from Tombstone that Wyatt Earp said? You know, in his entire career, he's only been involved. Oh yeah, in one, in one shooting. One shooting, and he uh, took a course, life.
2: Of course, that was before the movie.
3: Mm-hmm. And he said, I took a life and he goes, you don't ever want to know that yeah. feeling, not ever. And I will tell you that, you know, I know if my cousin and, and he was, he was right. And what happened? He, it was deemed a, a good shoot. But if he could go back and not have been involved in that shooting, mm-hmm. I will tell you to this day, he would probably wish that he didn't have to be in that situation where he took a life because you're taking a life right or wrong. And this was deemed that he, he did a, his job, but he took a life. Yeah, And I, if, you, if you talk to police officers, anybody involved in law enforcement, I think every single one of them will tell you they never want to be in that situation. They realize that they may be put in that situation. but
2: The soldiers, you think, feel the same thing?
3: Hard to say. I, I, I don't know if, if being a soldier is, is different in the way you view it. That's a good question.
2: Well, their job isn't necessarily keeping the peace. You know, when there when there's actual when there's an actual battle going on, their job is to kill the enemy.
3: Yeah, and with they're killing the enemy, they're probably protecting their own life for sure. That'd be an interesting because I have two sons who are in the military. Neither one of them were are in that situation. Have been in that situation. One is in the, you know, um, air force, and you know he is works on bombers, so yeah. he's he's never probably going to be put in that situation. But that's a good question to ask uh, a veteran if you're listening this morning at 208-336-3700. If you've been in that situation, what did it mean to you? How did it feel? It. it if I would love to hear from a police officer because I know we have veterans who are police officers also. Is it different? Or is it the same? You're still taking a life. Yeah. You're still taking a human life. I
2: think, I think a lot of factors probably uh, figure into it, uh, you know, the, the reason you're doing so, whether or not it is your job and what you've been trained for, all mm-hmm. that sort of thing.
3: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Um, if you want to get through on the phones, right now is a great time to do it. You can also email us, Mike at KBOI.com and Chris at KBOI.com.
0: The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper
1: and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News
3: Talk, KBOI. 923, Chris Walton, and Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Uh, remember, you can be a part of the show by giving us a call, 208 336 3700, 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, if you want to get through, you can also email Chris at KBOI.com. Mike at KBOI.com. A couple of emails uh, that we've got in. Um, Why the amount of rounds fired? This is a text message. Uh, Why the amount of rounds fired matters. Watch the 1986 Miami FBI shootout on YouTube. Okay. Was it 1996?
2: 1986 Miami FBI shootout. Miami FBI. Okay.
3: Yeah, I don't don't know. um, I don't have time to watch that during the show. It would have been nice to have a little more information on why you think it. Why you think it matters. Um, Crow writes in from Nampa. Do you know why they only shot 30 times? The officers ran out of ammo.
2: (laughs) Kent says, uh, why are you even talking about this shooting before the investigation is complete? The problem with the media and talk radio and TV is the insistence on speculating about an incident when you know nothing about the facts. Chances are that what has been reported to date is wrong, like it usually is facts before theory. We talk theory even when we don't have facts. Mm-hmm. That's true.
3: And we could sit here and wait for, you know, two months, three months, four months, whatever it takes for the investigation. But the protests and everything that are going on are going on right now. Mm-hmm. And just because you ignore what is being said in Akron by the protesters, by the police department, by the police union, doesn't mean it's still not happening. Just because you ignore it, It's still going on. And that's not the media. That's actually what's being reported. It's being said. Yes, I know the media reports it, but that's their job.
2: That's true. We we talk about news that's breaking. Uh, We don't necessarily always wait until everything has already happened and it's all over with. I mean, if you'd like us to, I suppose we could limit it to that.
3: If that, the, if that were the case, we would, you know, never have talked about abortion we some, before. We, we have some
2: late breaking news on some stuff that happened about three months ago and has <laughs> recently been in court.
3: Because uh, we don't talk about anything until it's actually official. Um, Randy writes in, uh, sir, wow, he called me sir. I don't even know how to respond to this. Uh, says, sir, couldn't Governor Little give up a little bit of that surplus that we've heard about in the news this morning to take care of the... Idaho Transportation Department problem up at Smith's Ferry. I'm just wondering, sincerely and respectfully, Randy, I I know we have a huge surplus, and you've heard it in the news. We've had a large surplus for the last year or so. However, I don't think Governor Little can just take that money whenever he wants and uses it for whatever he wants. That would have to be approved by the I legislature. Think, I think
2: he's got some emergency leeway, but I think for the most part, yeah, the legislature has to uh, approve the allocation.
3: Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to what's going on, you know, in the Smiths Ferry area, and I think you guys probably talked about it a little bit last week, um, He he can't just take the money and go, hey, I'm going to make an executive order and I'm going to use this money for that because it doesn't belong to him. It belongs to the taxpayers and yeah. our elected representatives would have to have a say in whether or not that money goes for that particular thing. We'll take a break. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless News coming up at the bottom of the hour. We'll get back to more of your phone calls and emails coming up.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI.
8: Guess what it is today? July 5th. It just so happens to be National Bikini Day. So it's
10: National Bikini Day. Get
8: excited about it. It's going to be wonderful. In honor of National
0: Bikini Day. I got a new bikini. I have that same bikini. I need another bikini. Buy me a new bikini.
10: The day set aside for everybody to recognize and celebrate the bikini. Come on, bikini inspector. Showtime.
3: (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Almost all the way through the show and even a bigger day than the 4th of July. National Bikini Day. Yeah. The the, invention of the bikini.
2: The bikini was introduced at a a fashion show in Paris on this date in 1946, when fashion shows had returned to Paris, because they were no longer at war.
3: Thank you, Paris.
2: I don't mean the fashion people. I mean the actual war. Uh,
3: Yeah, Actual people actually returned, right? Right talking about gun violence uh this morning over the fourth of july weekend um now of course the biggest news that we're talking about is the uh, shooting that happened in highland park illinois which is what 25 miles outside of chicago
2: just slightly north i think yeah 25 miles it's in a different county
3: uh a man has been taken into custody in connection with that deadly attack no charges have officially been filed we'll keep you updated on that Authorities spent Hours yesterday searching for and I'm not even going to give the man's name, don't want to give him any publicity. Finally found him um, without incident, arrested him.:
2: He had a big social media footprint uh, in that he was a members he was a member of more than one uh, kind of underground group or dark net group where they just get together and talk about and plan mass murder. It's, it's supposedly sort of a fetish site for people who just really, you know, it, mass murder turns them on.
3: He was also a uh, local um, area rapper, has several songs posted on YouTube, um, multiple videos of violent images, which, by the way, have been taken down since by YouTube. The... Uh, his father you know owns uh, a restaurant nearby restaurant bob's pantry in delhi so this is you know somebody you know a family who is a part of the community yeah i mean i can't even imagine being a parent in this situation
2: well he he just you know he's uh, uh it's all speculation at this point of course cuz as as the person who uh, wrote in pointed out we don't know all the facts yet but what it looks like is that the guy is looney tunes
3: and even was saying that um, his uncle suspects un- uncle yesterday said that he saw no warning signs in his nephew's behavior prior to the incident told the out that that his nephew lived with him in the same house but in separate quarters and that the two barely interacted When asked if he had spotted any red flags in his nephew's behavior, the man said that he saw none. There's been no warning signs.
2: Unless you think that the people living in the the same house uh, never interacting with him is a warning sign.
3: I know a lot of people will look at the violent images in his social media. Would, Would with the new law... Red flag laws w- would that be enough to have his weapons taken away from? Would that-
2: I, don't, I don't know. It, it has to be somebody who's willing to turn you in, but I mean, uh, because they see what you've been putting on the internet or what you've been bragging right. about or drawing, whatever. And in this particular case, the only people he was sharing this with are his fellow, uh, you know, neo psychos.
3: Here's the slippery slope: is posting a video. Not, not if, I don't think it was him doing anything, but just sharing videos of violent images, would that be enough to be considered? Oh, this guy's crazy. It's something you and I might not do, but well, depends? Is on it your, enough to get a weapon on, taken I mean, away
2: from violent? You know, if showing people being killed and things like that—that's violent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've shared a video, for instance, of a guy, uh, you know, falling on the, the banister when he was trying to skateboard. And, you know, hitting it in, in such a way that you can actually hear it go ka-thong <laughs> and see his entire body, uh, you know, vibrate. But, uh, again, not the same kind of violence.
3: Right. But this this is the question. I mean, what, what will be the limit of these red flag laws, you know, because you'd say, oh, my gosh, why didn't they see this coming? Well, first of all. You know, who's looking at his social media pages? Probably people who share his same interest. You and I, for instance, and probably anybody listening this morning mm-hmm. probably would never search that stuff out because we have no interest in it. So and if somebody does have an interest in it and are they gonna turn that person in and saying, Hey, I think you need to investigate, you know, red flag red flag this guy because he needs to have his weapons taken away just because of the videos he's looking at.
2: Clear back when uh I first got on uh, Facebook for the first time. It was about, I don't know, 2007, 2008. You know, it was fairly new. And uh, later, Twitter, same. Uh, I I thought they were kind of great. And the reason they were great is if you have a hobby or an interest, and you're the only one in your whole group that has it, or you're the only one in town you can find that likes this particular thing, you can find your tribe, you can find your people on uh, Facebook or on Twitter. You can find them easily, people who are interested in the same things. However, that's good and bad. It depends on the hobby. If your hobby is mass murder,
3: that's probably bad. Sean Wilder, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY.
11: Yeah, yeah. I just want to know if you guys seen that special they had on. I think it was like Thursday or Friday night, I believe, that showed out of the 13 of the mass shootings uh, that we've had recently, you know, the big ones all over, um, out of the 13, nine of them, had been, those people had already been interviewed by the FBI, and the FBI, you know, they had already been turned in by their parents, their friends, other people, and they deemed all of them were okay, and almost all of them were foreigners that had pulled most of this stuff off. Very few were Americans. So, I mean, don't we, shouldn't we, like, I mean, we've we got an open border. We've got people just flowing in here now. I mean, there's got to be something. And, you know, what's a red flag law going to do if the FBI looks at these crazy people and basically just lets them go?
2: I I think it's going to uh, allow them to not let them go. Uh, and and That that would be the the point of the red flag law, not to just encourage people to, uh, you know, turn somebody in because they've been doing that anyway, obviously, if the FBI has been showing up.
11: We already kind of have, I mean, laws in place that, you know, I mean, you put that stuff out on social media, like I said. I mean, so many of them were, were basically, I mean, stating that they were going to do this, not yeah. knowing when. But I mean, you know, that's the whole problem. Our judicial system, you know, basically the FBI—they're corrupt as hell. Oh, corrupt. <laughs> so, well, yeah, and and you, and you can't so far in,
2: so so far in America, America, you still can't just put somebody in to uh, jail because you suspect that maybe they're going to commit a crime at some point.
3: You have to wait till they do. You also can't put them in jail for what they're thinking.
11: Okay, well, like I say, most of them were were foreigners from other countries and stuff like that. So, I mean, the Russian boys that blew up the Boston bombing, they were turned in from Russian intelligence months and months and months that they were going to do something, and our FBI didn't do nothing with it. (laughs) You know? Like like I I said.
2: like I said, though, I mean, you you, you can't just show up and uh, and bother somebody every day. They have to actually commit a crime.
11: Mm-hmm. Well, when, when you have intelligence from Russia basically stating that these two boys are crazy, they're going to do something. Their parents called the FBI and, and told them they're crazy and going to do something. I mean, you know, there's a point in time, especially if they're here on a visa or something like that. You know, uh, <laughs> the law only goes so far.
3: Thank you, Sean, for the call. Appreciate the thoughts. But it does go pretty far. Yeah. And the reason I'm bringing up red flag laws uh, in this particular mass shooting, and by the way, this isn't the only one that happened this weekend. There were
7: Mm -hmm.
3: another one that happened in Sacramento, California, unfortunately that took the uh, life of a former BSU football player. There were four people shot, three of uh, the three others, or five people shot, four were injured, and Greg Grimes was killed. Greg Grimes, former
2: defensive tackle from about 10, 12 years ago. Uh, in case you hadn't heard that,
3: Philadelphia had mass shootings over the weekend again. The reason I brought up red flag law is because of all the um, things that are in the new bill that was passed by the Senate last week, that's the only thing that would have fallen even close to being within having a way to stop yeah. the shooting in
2: Highland Park. Any of those laws, you have to apply them to yourself as well. Uh, you know, when we're talking about civil rights and, and, and whatnot. Uh, it, it's it's fine to think, okay, I see this guy, he seems to have a screw loose and I'm going to turn him into the police or the FBI because I think he's going to do something. You know, that's great until somebody starts turning you in because they don't like you.
3: Mm-hmm, exactly. We still don't know what the gun, gun was used. We just know that it was a high-powered rifle. We don't, know if it was one of the guns that are being talked about was, that it, people want to
2: it was the kind that shoots bullets from yeah. what i understand
3: uh which you know once again this this reiterates a fact that we have brought up many times it, it doesn't matter what the gun is all guns can kill people yeah. it doesn't matter if it's an ar-15 um if it's a semi-automatic and a- automatic if it's a a handgun all guns can kill people however this particular incident like i said wouldn't have been affected by anything that the Senate passed last week because the man was over 21 years old. Mm-hmm. He went through apparently a background check to, you know, get his gun. Um, so, I mean. Did they
2: even make cap guns for kids anymore? Yeah. They probably, they probably they oh, do yeah. still? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, geez. Because I, I remember we used to shoot pellets and we, well, at each other. And we <laughs> used to shoot cap guns. Of course, nothing comes out.
3: Yeah. No, you, you still get. It. I don't know if it's still as as much because you know. Hey, it's not as cool. There were considerably as more shooting. The game.
2: There were considerably more shooting toys fifty years ago than there are right oh, now.
3: a whole bunch. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a quick break. John in Nampa, hang on right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you coming up right after this break.
1: Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper
3: and Chris on News Talk KBOI. An informed listener writes, Mike, at KBOI.com, you guys are showing your bias or your lack of being informed again. Mr. Little has tried misappropriating COVID funds. He did it in an attempt to help his bid for governor. Uh, Mr. Stephen Bradshaw from Bonner County seat was asked to illegally spend the funds by Little. When Bradshaw threatened to sue and make the request a bit more public, Little backed down and decided that wasn't the best use to the funds. Personally, all the phony federal funds should have been returned to the federal government. Once again, you're talking apples and oranges once again, and we didn't say that he could do it or could try to do it. We said it's illegal to do. Um, it has to be done through the legislature. We're talking about the um, states excess uh funds that are current i think it's 1.9 billion dollars that we uh are at from taxes from taxes so in other words we're paying too much taxes again if you remember in january we had a 1.9 um budget excess and now it's back up to 1.9 billion dollars even though that money was spent by the legislature already um set aside so we're back up to 1.9 billion dollars again. And we had just said that the governor can't just take that money um and spend it as he as he wants to do. That was something that had to be done by the legislature. Now the federal funds there were some instances where the federal funds that could be spent by the governor. And part of that I believe, I don't know, I would have to ask the governor next time he's on um if that was something that was uh, he was able to do as an executive order because there was a declared emergency going on that he could take some of those state funds and spend them for COVID testing, COVID vaccines, etc., without the legislature mm-hmm. weighing in. John and John in Nampa, thanks for being patient. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI.
5: Good morning, guys. I wanted to point out a couple of issues that that I think you guys missed was um, people coming over the border illegally. Do not. Do not um, enjoy constitutional protection as far as search and seizure. They, you can bug them all you want if they're, especially if they got a tag on them from another country's secret service. That something might be off with them. You might want to follow up on. That. But we have the Biden administration with the with the with the mantra of stand down everywhere you go. All these shootings, as far as I know, happened either in a blue state or a blue city. If not. And someone that was in a non-firearm zone to begin with. So all of our laws are being told to – are not being enforced. And I just want to say that that's probably part of the uh, stand-down attitude that the liberals seem to have about everything except for law-abiding citizens who, of course, are the evil ones with their guns in their closets and in the back of their car or whatever – I I just don't think that, oh, that movie, I'm the guy that sent you that video for the movie of Miami, gunfight mm-hmm. uh, gunfight with the FBI, that's actually what changed almost all of law enforcement's um, game plan as far as a shooting goes. You, you don't know what's going to happen, and you need to put these people down as fast as you can. The first guy shot at that Miami uh, incident had two lethal bullets. He would have died. He wouldn't have made it, but he went on to kill two FBI agents before he died, and that was the big holler about 9mm. We need to step up to forty-five or forty even, and all that stuff's been hashed out now, but that's the reason why those things exist today.
3: Okay, that, ex- that explains oh, the uh, text the message.
5: Act- Chris is going to have a, a good time with the actors in that. I think there's David Soule, Ronnie Cox, the guy that played in Vegas, was Dan Tate. Dan Tanner, was that his name? Robert
2: Urich, yeah. Dan Tanner was the character name, right. was
5: the character. Yeah, you can have fun with that. You're right. I'm
2: already (laughs) having fun with it. Thank you.
3: (laughs) Thank you for the call, John. Appreciate the thoughts. (laughs) Now, um, over the weekend, I wanted to talk about another mass shooting. It didn't happen in the United States, but it happened in a place that uh, a lot of people point to, saying we need to have strict gun laws like this particular nation, because they never have mass shootings in this nation. Uh, Denmark, three people were shot and killed, three more injured on Sunday. Gunmen opened fire inside a busy shopping mall. 22-year-old Danish man arrested after the shooting. Copenhagen Police Inspector Soren uh, Thomason told reporters, adding there was no indication that anyone else was involved in the attack. It looked like a random attack, wasn't a terrorist attack. As of right now, that investigation continues. Went on to say it is pure evil, pure terror. This was awful. Uh, this happened right across the street from a Harry Styles concert. So there was a lot of people really? in the area um, at the time of this mass shooting on Sunday afternoon. And once again, this this goes into the that whole narrative of, you know, here here's a, a, a land that has very strict gun laws. And, you know, a lot of people point to Denmark and the other countries around Denmark as saying this is, they never have mass shootings there because they have very strict laws against gun shooting or guns. Well, and,
2: you know, of course, they've had one in the time we had like 250, but still.
3: But there's only 10 million people in the, in, yeah, in the nation, not 350 or 340 or whatever. So if a bad man still wants the, the, to shoot somebody, they're going to find a way to do still it.
2: Still, the stats work out somewhat on their on their face. Yeah, yeah.
3: But it still happens. Um, that's it for today we're uh, on a 20 hour break we'll recover from this you know show after the vacation we'll be back again tomorrow